0: We are the Rookie Theums. We have an amazing show for you today. I'm your host, Coop, with my main man, Webb. What up, people? We have so much to get into today. Webb and my Fantasy League drafted, and we will cover that a little bit. We are going to recap all of our division previews, tell you who we think are going to win the awards this year, and our Super Bowl pick. And of course, we are going to have the week one game picks for you. Webb, are you ready for today's show?
1: Ready, ready, ready.
0: Are you ready for some football? The first game of the season is four hours away. I am super excited to see it. Tom Brady is playing, which does damper it a little bit because I have to go to church after to cleanse my soul. But besides that, I'm looking forward to this, Web, How do you feel that football is finally back? So uh,
1: I'm, I'm super excited. I'm ready, man. Like, I've been thinking about it all week. Couldn't believe that it's finally here. Um, we do have some news. I don't know if you wanted to talk about it, Coop. Uh, well, one, there was a trade to Min- to New Orleans from uh, Houston. Uh, Bradley Roby happened officially today uh, with the Saints. So they have uh, someone else alongside uh, uh, Lattimore. And um, two, two big injuries for the Ravens. I don't know if you want to discuss it more, but pretty big so news.
0: The Houston trade, Houston gets back a third round pick and a conditional round pick from New Orleans. And Houston paid like seven million dollars of his salary. All New Orleans has to pay is a million dollars. So basically, Houston was buying a draft pick off New Orleans, which I think is a good idea. It's what they did with Brock Osweiler. And for Baltimore. On successive plays in practice, Marcus Peters likely tore his ACL and Gus Edwards likely tore his ACL on back-to-back plays. This is really bad web. I was already down in Baltimore coming into the year, and I feel even better about this now. How do you think this affects the team?
1: Oh, they're done. They're finished. I have stats on stats on stats with the Ravens from last year. They're one of the best passing defenses, surrendered some of the fewest. Uh, passing touchdowns, and it's because of Marcus Peters and, and Marlon Humphrey. Uh, I, I would like to see how they rebound from this, but I don't have much hope for them. I think they're done. Gus Edwards, I had little uh, little hope for him. He's replaceable. But it's still losing J.K. Dobbins. Now Gus Edwards, it just seems like there's a, a, a curse on this team uh, before the season even started.
0: Tyson Williams is now the likely starter in Baltimore. They just signed levy on Bell as well, so that could be something. I have no idea how this is gonna work. It's it's not a good look in Baltimore. I'm not gonna lie. it's not good.
1: It would be something bad if that is the running back committee going into the season.
0: It would be. Okay, Web, I want to get to our fantasy team quickly and then we'll move on to the all the awards so our draft was Tuesday night I had the third pick you had the 11th pick how do you feel before we get to any picks how do you feel you did in this draft
1: so I think I really messed up with the quarterback situation other than that I think my team is okay I think it's gonna be tight but I'm not that confident going into the season that I'm gonna be one of the high seeds how do you feel
0: I feel pretty good. I have some guys I think will be very high scorers, but I took some people that I automatically hated. I recommended to the listeners they not draft Julio Jones. I, of course, drafted Julio Jones immediately. Uh, yeah, there were some mistakes I made. But I, I think my team will do well because it's pretty deep, but I, I do have some areas to improve. Who? So you had the 11th pick. Who did you take with your first pick?
1: Yeah, so I had the 11th pick. It's a 12-team PPR standard snake draft. I took Austin Eckler, who remains to be seen if he's going to play for me this weekend or ever. Um, Yeah.
0: Austin Eckler hurt his hamstring. And it came out immediately after the draft that he was hurt. And I went to the waiver wire and picked up Justin Jackson. Almost immediately, hopefully to screw you over.
1: Did you know that Justin Jackson is not a good a good running back?
0: I have been told that, yes. Okay. <laughs> but he is going to have opportunity.
1: I had Justin Jackson, Jackson and Joshua Kelly last year. Both of them are bad.
0: True. Okay, so I had the third pick. I was debating between a few guys, Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, Derek Henry, and Jonathan Taylor. And I went with Alvin Kamara because of just the opportunity there the production's unreal, and in a PPR, he's going to catch like 75 passes. So I think that was just too good value to pass up at number three. And I have very little regret about that.
1: I thought it was a great pick.
0: I'm going to give my first uh, five picks. Save some time here. So in round one, I went Alvin Kamara. In round two, I went Darren Waller, the the tight end from Vegas. Round three, I went Cooper Cup, the Rams receiver. Round four, Julio Jones, the Titans receiver. And round five, Damian Harris, the Pats running back. What Do you like these picks? Do you not like these picks? What do you think?
1: I think your first two picks were really strong PPR. And uh, for scoring opportunities, that would be great. I think Alvin Kamara is going to be the Saints' entire offense with Michael Thomas Hurt for the first, or out for the first six weeks. And who knows how he's going to be after that. Uh, Darren Waller is the number one option on the uh, Raiders' offense josh jacobs can't be relied on great pick um cooper cup i think was a great pick as well uh, he should be heavy heavily featured um, for ppr purposes as well on the rams offense julio not so high on um even as a first round pick when he was in atlanta he i don't think he ever had double digit touchdowns so if he can stay on the field maybe he's solid for you as a wr2 but um yeah we were both down on julio this year and damian harris in the fifth round um yeah i think that's solid i think that's solid you already had camara in the first round so you didn't have to rush to get a, a second running back and damian harris should should be good he should be the feature back in uh in new england so i actually like that so i like i like four out of the five picks
0: and it should be said that my keepers so this league is a keeper league I had James Robinson, the Jag starting running back and Josh Allen in rounds 14 and 15. So that's why I felt I didn't need to rush for my number two running back. And I am all in on Damian Harris, by the way. I have him in both my leagues this year. So that could backfire on me big time or it could be good. I'm hoping it works out. Who were your first five picks?
1: Yeah, so Austin Eckler, uh, 11th overall. So I had the number two pick. In the next uh, round, I took Joe Mixon, who I think is going to have a a big year, a bounce-back year. Uh, Robert Woods was my third-round pick. Um, I think he's going to have a huge year. He's quietly one of the top receivers, uh, especially in the NFC. Um, DJ Moore, a guy who I never took in a mock draft, probably in life, somehow ended up on my team with the fourth-round pick. I think he's going to have a big year too. Um, I didn't really think that he would end up on my team, but I wanted another receiver because I already think I sort of uh, filled the running back position already. And in that round, it was kind of sketchy like who else I could take the fifth round. I took Tyler Boyd Um, like coop. I told the listeners to stay away from certain receivers like Cincinnati receivers. And I went ahead and took Tyler Boyd anyway, in the fifth round. Uh, the funny thing is <laughs> we're in a keeper league and the rules are that you can keep anyone from the fifth round forward. I took Tyler Boyd in 2020, decided not to keep him. i uh, sorry. I took him in the fifth round in 2020, decided not to keep him. And where did I take him in 2021? The fifth round I should have just kept him. Um, so yeah. What do you think about my team? Or those first five picks?
0: I like Robert Woods a lot. Joe Mixon and Eckler, I think, if they're both healthy are an excellent one-two punch. I do not like DJ Moore as much as you do this year. I think with McCaffrey back, he might lose some of those touches. And Tyler Boyd, I just don't know how it's going to work in Cincinnati. If he's the number one guy, the number two guy, the number three guy. I just don't know where he fits in the system. If you told me T. Higgins was the number one guy all year, I'd believe you you said Jamar Chase was, i believe you. I just have no idea how it's going to work out. And I don't think Cincinnati knows yet. So I think it's very risky. Very, very I risky.
1: I just want to let the, the viewers, sorry, the listeners know that we, uh, our roster is a little different than the standard league. We have three receivers by default, a tight end and a flex position, along with two running backs and a quarterback. So receivers deep. Um, and I took Boyd and I agree with you, Coop. I have no idea if Boyd is one, two, or three, um, but I think he's he's solid for PPR. I figured he's number two at the worst, at least week to week, but who knows? I will probably regret it.
0: You definitely will. Uh, I want to talk just a few more picks for my team. I don't want to go over all 17 rounds, but I told the listeners I love Michael Pittman this year, Michael Pittman Jr. I took him in round six at pick 70 overall. I told the listeners I loved Cole Beasley. I took him in round nine at 99 overall. I think those two guys could end up being my number two and three receiver this year. I think they could overtake Julio Jones because of injuries. I like both those guys a lot. So I think I have some good depth there with and guys with a lot of upside. So I think my team's in pretty good shape. Are there any more picks you want to talk about in your team that you were really proud of? Uh, yeah.
1: I So I, on my roster, I had uh, two keepers, Dallas Goddard, um, who was in the 15th round and Chase Edmonds from the 10th round from last year. Um, I liked my pick of James Connor in the seventh round. I got to uh really solidify Arizona's backfield. I don't know how that's gonna work out if James Connor is gonna be the guy who's running through the tackles and Chase Edmonds catching balls in the backfield, but I like that I have both of those guys and I don't have to worry about. First of all, I don't have to play both of those guys. Um, I can wait a little bit to see how it plays out and then decide on who I'm going to play. Um, so James Conner is one guy that I, th- that I liked. And also uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I got in the sixth round. So I, I took four straight receivers uh, from rounds three to six. So if the Tyler Boyd thing doesn't work out, I think I can rely on Juju. Um, those, are, those are some picks that I think that helped to uh, deepen my team,
0: and I do want to mention really quick that our draft was on Tuesday night. We recorded our fantasy show on Monday night, and then I think what you did was you went home and just write down everything I said, and then used it in the draft against me. You stole all my good ideas. You drafted Randall Cobb. You drafted Robert Woods. You drafted Derek Carr. I just, does it feel good living in my shadow? How does that feel? Are you proud of yourself?
1: For all the listeners, they know that I've been touting Robert Woods for a long time, and I said that I would reach for him, which I did. Randall Cobb, I drafted. I also mentioned on the last show that I liked Randall Cobb. Derek Carr, for the listeners, I drafted around 12 and dropped him that same night for the New England Patriots defense and special teams.
0: Okay. So really quickly. There you go, Coop. Did you draft? Did you drop him before I insulted you for stealing my pick? I insulted you, said you stole my ideas, and then you realized you were caught in your web of deception. And dropped him immediately, try and hide your shame. That's what happened.
1: Here's here's a real story, listeners. My quarterbacks, like I said, I'm disappointed in. So I ended up with Matt Ryan um, rather than Matt Stafford because I waited a little too long. I didn't take a quarterback until the 11th round because most of the teams had taken quarterbacks until Coop decided to take Joe Burrow. And that just sent me into a a frenzy. I I was scrambling after that because I was going to be left with like Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones um so I had to take two quarterbacks because I didn't really like Matt Ryan but I wanted someone else I thought Derek Carr could be sneaky good then I realized Derek Carr would probably not be good they're playing Baltimore first week I'm not going to play him anyway so I decided to drop him um so I'm kind of leaning on Matt Ryan for the first couple of weeks which I don't feel good about that's the reason Coop
0: keep lying to the listeners I feel pretty good about my team. I think this is a winning roster. I think I will compete for a championship all injuries notwithstanding because that could ruin anyone's team every year. But as of right now, I think I have a championship-level team. Final thoughts, how do you feel about your roster?
1: If Matt Ryan's solid this year, I think my team is in the playoffs. If he sucks and I can't find a suitable replacement on the wire or through a trade, I think I'm in trouble. I'm on the bubble.
0: You were the last place team last year by a lot. And I I think history will repeat itself again with your failure. So there we go. Let's move on, Webb. Uh, We'll get off your failure and move on to some predictions they made. We have done for the last month, we did two shows a week, breaking down every division. We are just going to recap what we said for each division. So I'm going to start with the NFC, NFC East. I have winning the division, Washington at 10 and 7. The New York Giants, 9 and 8 in second. In third, the Cowboys at 7 and 9. And in fourth, the Philadelphia Eagles at 6 and 11. What did you have in the NFC East web for your prediction?
1: NFC East, I had first, New York Giants 10 and 7, Dallas Cowboys in second at 9 and 8. Third, Washington football team 9 and 8. Fourth, Philadelphia Eagles 6 and 11.
0: NFC South, I had Tampa Bay winning at 13 and four. Big shocker here. I have Carolina in second at 11 and six. Third, I have Atlanta at eight and nine. And fourth, I have New Orleans at six and 11. Although I might actually move that up to seven and 10. I think I was a little too harsh on New Orleans. I'm going to change it to seven and 10.
1: Also, uh, Coop, some news. TJ Watt has signed his extension. Um, So that little fiasco in pittsburgh is over uh four-year deal worth more than 112 million dollars just how, in much, a slide.
0: how much guaranteed did they say
1: 80 million dollars fully guaranteed
0: at signing so really quick before you get into the nfc south i just want to talk about tj watt for one second and how pittsburgh does deals the reason they didn't have a deal done was because they refused to guarantee any money after the first year of a contract do you know how insane that is to me that they don't want to do this? they could just be playing 1965 rules forever. It's insulting and stupid. And why would anyone want to sign there when they could get $85 million guaranteed instead of $15 million guaranteed? Pittsburgh needs to start acting like a a franchise in 2021. And I'm glad they have, but it's disgusting. They tried to screw players over like that for so long. It's terrible. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh's
1: traditions are sort of good and bad like it helps their stability having the consistency and the hard-nosed policies they have. I see what you're saying they should adapt a little bit, but sort of good and bad. I think them having certain policies has allowed them to be such a storied franchise, but uh in this day and age guys like TJ Watt who they could really piss off uh hurts them. But I'm glad it all worked out before the season started and there was no no holdout going into the season.
0: I'm glad they got it done because they came to reality I think Big Ben saying pay him all the money he wants and deserves may have had an impact on the franchise. So I'm glad Big Ben used his leverage in that way. Okay. NFC South. Why was your prediction there?
1: Had uh, The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going 15 and two New Orleans saints in second, uh, 10 and seven the Carolina Panthers and third six and 11 Atlanta Falcons last in the division at
0: uh four and 13. hey nfc north i have green bay in first at 13 and four minnesota in second at 10 and seven chicago in third at eight and nine and detroit in fourth at five and eleven
1: nfc north i had green bay first 12 and five minnesota second 10 and seven chicago bears third nine and eight and the detroit lions uh fourth Not, uh four and thirteen
0: Okay. And then the last division of the NFC was the NFC West. I have San Fran winning the division at 13 and four. The Rams in second at 10 and seven. Seattle in third at nine and eight. And Arizona in last at eight and
1: nine. NFC West, I had San Fran winning the division 12 and five. LA Rams second at 11 and six. Seattle Seahawks third, 10 and seven. And the Arizona Cardinals fourth at nine and eight.
0: So that ends the NFC. The AFC will do now with the AFC East first. Buffalo won the AFC West East in my mind at twelve and five. New England came second at ten and seven. The New York Jets were third at six and eleven. And uh, Miami was fourth at five and twelve.
1: I have the Bills of Buffalo winning the AFC East, uh, twelve and five. Second, New England Patriots at eleven and six. Third, Miami Dolphins at ten and seven. And then fourth, New York Jets at seven and 10.
0: Wow. AFC South, Tennessee wins the division at 11 and six. Jacksonville second at seven and nine. The trash Indianapolis Colts and Carson Wentz are in third at six and 11. And Houston's in fourth at three and 14.
1: So I have Tennessee in first in this division, 11 and six. Indianapolis nine and eight, they're second. Third in the division is Jacksonville at five and 12. Houston is last at 4 and 13, and I'm regretting that because they are
0: having a fire sale. Yeah, Houston's bad. Okay, AFC North, I have Cleveland winning at 12 and 5, Cincinnati in second at 10 and 7, Pittsburgh in third at 9 and 8. And I'm kind of proud of this one. Baltimore in fourth at 6 and 11 before the injuries were announced. So I'm pretty, I was ahead of the curve on that one.
1: So for the AFC North, Cleveland first, 12 and 5, Pittsburgh is second. 11 and six, Baltimore third, 10 and seven. I would like to change that uh, fourth Cincinnati six and 11.
0: And lastly, we have the AFC West, Kansas city, 13 and four, the LA chargers at 12 and five Denver in third at 10 and seven and Las Vegas in fourth at five and 12.
1: All right. AFC West, Kansas city chiefs, first place, 13 and four second, Denver Broncos at 10 and seven third Los Angeles chargers at nine and eight and last, or sorry, tied uh, for third uh, Las Vegas Raiders nine and eight.
0: Okay. So I'm going to give you my order for the NFC playoff teams first. And so the one seed is Tampa Bay. The two seed is San Francisco. The three seed is green Bay. The four seed is Washington Carolina is the five seed. The Rams are the sixth seed, and Minnesota is the seventeenth seven seed. Did you put your teams in playoff order as well?
1: I did. And starting in the NFC first overall, with a bye, Tampa second seed, Green Bay third seed, San Francisco fourth seed, New York Giants, and the first wild team, fifth seed, Los Angeles Rams. Six seed, Minnesota Vikings, Vikings, and seven seed, uh, Seattle.
0: And for the AFC, my playoff order is one, Kansas City, two, Cleveland, three, Buffalo, four, Tennessee. Then my first wild card are the LA Chargers. Number six is New England, and seven, in an upset, I have Cincinnati to make it.
1: Okay, so AFC playoffs for me. One seed with a bye, the Kansas City Chiefs, the two seed Cleveland, three seed Buffalo, four seed Tennessee, first wild card team with the fifth seed New England, Six seed Pittsburgh, and the regrettable seventh seed, the final wild card spot was to go to Baltimore.
0: Okay. I didn't preview all the playoffs. I figured that's too ridiculous, but I did do the Super Bowl matchup and winner. Did you do all the games or just the Super Bowl?
1: I did all the games.
0: Oh, wow. That's fine.
1: <laughs> that's fine.
0: So, if you want to go over that, you can. I just did the Super Bowl. So, that's up to you.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, sure. Um, let's go over it. I'll go over it quickly if you want. Okay. Sure. So, the NFC. So, Tampa has the bye. So, they're waiting in the wings. Green Bay against Seattle. San Francisco against Minnesota. And the Giants and the Rams. Uh, I have green Bay beating Seattle. I have Minnesota upsetting San Francisco. And I have the Rams beating the New York Giants. Um, after that, I have Tampa playing Minnesota, Tampa defeating Minnesota. And I have the green Bay Packers playing the Los Angeles Rams. And I have, uh, the Rams actually defeating the green Bay Packers. So the NFC championship would be the rams of los angeles and the tampa buccaneers
0: you know i will do that really quick as well so i have tampa bay getting a buy as well so two verse seven i have san fran versus minnesota three verse six is green bay versus the rams and four verse five is washington carolina i have san fran beating minnesota i have the rams beating green bay and I have Washington beating Carolina. Then I have San Fran losing to the Rams. And sorry, Tampa Bay beating Washington. And then in the NFC Championship game, I have Tampa Bay versus the Rams. And I have the Rams advancing to the Super Bowl.
1: Beautiful. Thank you for taking my idea that I've been saying the entire summer that the Rams are going to play the Super Bowl in LA. Love it.
0: Uh the AFC. My playoff order is Kansas City, Cleveland, Buffalo, Tennessee, the Chargers, New England, Cincinnati. Kansas City gets the bye. So I have Cleveland versus Cincinnati, Buffalo versus New England, Tennessee versus the Chargers. I have Cleveland beating Cincinnati, Buffalo beating New England, and the LA Chargers beating Tennessee. And then Kansas City plays the Chargers. Kansas City wins. Cleveland plays Buffalo. Buffalo wins Kansas City versus Buffalo in the AFC title game. And Kansas City advances to the Super Bowl. So my Super Bowl matchup is Kansas City versus the LA Rams.
1: Interesting, interesting, interesting. Oh, yeah, for the listeners, my AFC, sorry, my NFC champion was the Los Angeles Rams. No secret, but they will defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, So let me go through this AFC playoff uh, how this thing's going to play out so i have uh the chiefs with the first round by so cleveland's playing baltimore subject to change coop uh, <laughs> uh buffalo plays pittsburgh and uh tennessee plays new england so i have cleveland defeating baltimore i have buffalo beating pittsburgh And I have the Tennessee Titans beating uh, the New England Patriots. So from that, it would be the Chiefs playing Tennessee and Cleveland playing Buffalo. I have the Chiefs beating Tennessee and I have Cleveland beating Buffalo. So the AFC championship will be between the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. I have Cleveland upsetting the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl in one of the most fun matchups that we've
0: seen. Wow. So the Super Bowl, I have Kansas City versus the Rams, and I have the Rams winning the Super Bowl 31-28 against Kansas City. Matthew Stafford gets it done in his first year at the Rams.
1: Yeah, so I have the Browns and the Rams playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, The Rams win. I don't have a score for you, but um, Aaron Donald is the MVP, and it's fantastic. The Lakers and the Rams win next year. It'll be great.
0: Pathetic. Okay, let's move on to our awards. Uh, We did all of the main awards in the NFL and runners-up. Let's start with our Offensive Rookie of the Year. Runner-up first, Webb, and then your winner.
1: Okay, so I actually have uh, Justin Fields as my Offensive Rookie of the Year and runner-up, Trevor Lawrence.
0: Very good choices. Neither of those made my list. I have as the runner-up Najee Harris, running back Pittsburgh. And the winner is Mac Jones, quarterback, New England. I just think if you make the playoffs as a quarterback, you're probably going to win the award. And I don't think other of those guys do that besides Mac Jones.
1: It's true. RG3 did set that trend. Robert Griffin the III. Hmm. Could be onto something, Coop. RG3 award.
0: Who do you have winning the defensive rookie of the year?
1: I love it. If the listeners could see Coop's face right now. Uh, My defensive rookie of the year, I actually have Jamin Davis from the Washington football team.
0: uh, Runner-up. Pat Sertain, the second. So I have Jamin Davis as my runner-up. For defensive rookie of the year, you have to have stats. Starting linebackers often win this award because they have 110 tackles. It's easy to transition. She's my runner-up. My defensive rookie of the year is Quidi Pay, defensive end for Indianapolis, though. He's a starter already. I think he gets eight sacks and wins the award.
1: Okay, the guy that you've hated. Not the guy that you've hated, the draft selection that you hated.
0: Eric Fisher has no Achilles in your left tackle, right? There's issues there. Who do you have winning offensive player of the year?
1: Okay, I'm going to do it in the order that you do it. Runner-up, Matthew Stafford from the Los Angeles Rams. It's a lot of pressure on him this year, but I think people would be pleasantly surprised. You'll like this, Coop. Alvin Kamara is my winner of Offensive Player of the Year. I sort of uh, touched on this already. I think he's going to be the entire Saints offense, catching passes, running the football, just doing everything all over the field. He's probably going to lead this team in receptions, uh, 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 receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. He's going to be the the, the entire gamut for this team.
0: We agree because I have Alvin Kamara as my winner as well for the exact reason you said, I think he does does everything on this, for this offense stats are going to be ridiculous. And my runner up, I'm going back to the swell is Kyler Murray on Arizona. He's going to win it. One of these years, he's going to pass for 4,000 yards and maybe rush for 800. And those are just crazy numbers. I think he wins. He's the runner up. Who is your defensive player of the year runner up then winner. Really wanted to have T.J. Watt, but interestingly
1: uh, interest ish oh my God. Interestingly enough, I anticipated him getting paid before the season started, and you know my attitude towards players that get paid. Foot off the gas scoop. So I have Jair Alexander as my runner-up for De- Defensive Player of the Year. Winner, Fred Warner on the San
0: Francisco 49ers.: Good choices. Uh, my runner-up, I have Brian Burns, defensive end Carolina. I think he's going to go off this year and my winner is Aaron Donald because he's just the best player in football. And until someone beats him, he's going to keep winning that award because he's out of this world. Good. I just, he's the best guy clearly. So it's clearly he's going to win the award again. He deserves it.
1: That's fair. I I was thinking of him too. I just thought there would be voter fatigue. It's the only reason why
0: Just really quickly. Did you see in the preseason when Aaron Donald played, I think it was against Miami and he was rushing and they had four guys blocking him, and the rest of the defensive line had one guy blocking them.
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs>
0: it's amazing. It's the perfect picture. <laughs> he's the best. Who do you have winning comeback player of the year?
1: Uh, it's a guy I'm rooting for. Sorry, my runner-up, Nick Bosa. My winner, Dak Prescott. It's a guy that I'm rooting for. I think a lot of people are rooting for, and he's probably one of he's probably the favorite to win this, just based on the injury that he had last year. Uh, But I think he's going to put up some great numbers and um, really, really prove to people why Dallas uh, paid him.
0: Interesting choices. I have uh, Joe Burrow as my runner-up. I think for the same reason that you have Dak, I just, I think he's going to have a ridiculous year. And my winner is Nick Bosa. I think if San Fran plays how I think they play, Nick Bosa gets a lot of credit for leading that defense. So that is my choice there. Who do you have winning executive of the year?
1: You know what? I didn't have a runner-up for this. So I'll say by default, my runner-up, Jason Light. But my winner, uh, Les need Los Angeles Rams. Because they've lost so much, the Rams, on defense. And they took a huge gamble bringing in Stafford. And a huge gamble getting rid of number one overall pick, uh, Jared Goff. It's going to pay off. People are going to love it. Let's do it.
0: Interesting choices. Uh, my runner-up is Scott Fitterer of the Panthers. When the Panthers Panthers make the playoffs this year because of Sam Darnold, he will get votes. But my winner is Jason Light. He returned 22 of 22 starters that won the Super Bowl this year. I think he's the clear choice. Who is your coach of the year?
1: Runner-up, Sean McVay, for the same or similar reasons as uh, what I gave to Les Sneed. I think. It's interesting how things work. People are really high on Sean McVeigh. And now people are starting to cool down on Sean McVeigh, including you, Coop. Um, but I think he's going to prove people wrong and show that he's going to do well. Uh, Joe Judge is my winner for Coach of the Year.
0: I have not cooled on Sean McVeigh. I have resorted to insulting Sean McVay to bother you. There's a very, very big difference there. Uh, my runner-up is Brandon Staley on the Chargers. I have the Chargers being really good this year. He gets credit. And my coach of the year, Sean McVay. I think, I think the Rams are going to have some serious injuries this year, and they're still going to win ten games and eventually win the Super Bowl. So I think McVay gets a lot of credit for that. Applause. Okay, I love it, Coop. It's the big one now. It's the big one. NVP. Who is your runner-up? Just the runner-up first. Uh, Russ, Dangerous Wilson. And yeah, okay. You give your runner-up, and I'll tell you my reasons for Russ. My runner-up is Matthew Stafford. I think he is going to pass a lot this season. I think the Rams want to show how bad Jared Goff was by having Stafford do everything he couldn't do. I could easily see, like, 50, 100 yards passing, 40 touchdowns very easily for this guy. So I think he's going to have a huge year. I believe in Stafford this season.
1: Yeah, I think Stafford's going to have a huge year. So I had him as my Offensive Player of the Year runner-up. Russ. I think he does the most with the least and I think it's a narrative award right like a non-quarterback hasn't won this thing in like 10 years so it's going to a quarterback uh Russ does the most with the least and I think he's been overlooked a lot in, in the MVP conversation he almost got it a couple of years ago when Lamar got it um but I think he's gonna have a big year as well and the voters will recognize that. This is one of the best players we've ever seen to not really get MVP consideration.
0: Overrated. Um, Who is your winner for MVP?
1: Not a difficult choice. I took Pat Mahomes because the legend of Pat Mahomes is not going to be as impressive without multiple MVPs. He only has one MVP so far, and he's had several impressive seasons. I think they're going to look at what Kansas City lost the O-line that they 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 manufactured, this sort of, uh, you know, makeshift O-line that came together very well. And I think it's going to be really between Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. And because Aaron Rodgers got it last year, I think it's just going to be, again, voter fatigue. He's older. They want something new, flashy. Mahomes has one MVP so far. He lost in the Super Bowl last year. I think he's going to have a monster year. And I think it's going to be more of a narrative than... Mahomes having the best year for a quarterback. I don't think that will be the the thing.
0: I think it'll just be um, the Chiefs doing well and Mahomes doing well. Good choice. Mahomes is always a top choice. He was not my winner because my winner is Justin Herbert, quarterback, Chargers. Uh, People aren't really talking about him that much. I think because it's a narrative award, they want the next great young quarterback. And it's going to be Herbert. I think he is incredible. He is, if not a top, if not the best arm, a top three arm in the league, him, Mahomes, Josh Allen, those are the three best arms in football right now. He can do everything. I just, they fix his offensive line to give him more time to throw this season. I just, I think the sky's the limit with this guy. And if, if the Chargers win 12 games, like I think they will, I think it's his to lose. And I, I think he wins... Pretty convincingly. I love Justin Herbert this season.
1: You know, it's funny. Back in uh about three weeks ago, I was thinking of putting Justin Herbert as either either offensive player of the year or MVP for the narrative. I disagree with you that no one's talking about him. I think Justin Herbert is one of the favorites to do well. I think the microscope's on him now because he had such a good year last year. um I don't think people are talking about him for MVP, but I think people are talking about him to to do well and. um yeah, if the Chargers win 12 games, I'm sure he'll get consideration. Uh, I don't have them winning that many games. But if he can get them to 12, he should win it. That team's super thin. And I think I have them as a much better roster than they really are. But but a good pick.
0: I'm a, I'm a bold guy. Well, that's what I do. I make bold picks here on this show. I do what you're scared to do. That's what I do. No, I had Herbert. It's just
1: I just look at this thing like it's – I think Lamar is like the first – qb that really came out of nowhere to win the award in the last like however long and uh i just don't think the chargers will be that good that's my concern
0: okay uh every every week we do our picks for the games for the sunday games in the nfl that is not going to change this season we have done every game by the spread and shrimp to win last year web and i did the numbers I destroyed him and but versus spread and straight up uh, peer domination. I think I was 65% last season. I think Webb sat around 22% cause he's pathetic. So if you're going to follow someone, I would recommend following me. I win people money Webb loses people mortgage payments. That's just a fact.
1: Hey, if you are gambling with money, you're paying for your mortgage. I suggest you do not do that. I'm a good person. Coop will advise you otherwise.
0: If you're not betting your mortgage payments, you're not having fun gambling, okay? It's way more fun to when you bet stuff that matters, okay? That's just a fact. So let's start up the first game of the season tonight. Tampa Bay, Dallas. Dallas is going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is favored by seven and a half points. I have Dallas to cover, but Tampa Bay to win. What do you have?
1: I have Tampa winning and covering this game. I think it's going to be close in the beginning and they will pull away in the end.
0: Sounds good. Okay. The Sunday games at one o'clock. First game, Seattle at Indy. Seattle is favored by two and a half points on the road. What do you have here?
1: I have the Indianapolis Colts uh, winning this game, covering the spread.
0: Terrible choice. Seattle wins by 40. I have Seattle winning and covering. The problem with the Colts is they're bad and they don't know how bad they are because Carson Wentz has only had three practices in six weeks because he broke his foot magically doing nothing and then had contact with COVID somebody so he couldn't show up for a while longer. This team is doomed for mediocrity and Carson Wentz might get Frank Reich fired and he probably deserves it.
1: (laughs) I was looking at uh, some stats from last year. Interestingly enough, Seattle scored the third most passing touchdowns on offense. The Colts allowed the fifth-fewest passing touchdowns as a defense. So something's got to give.
0: Carson Wentz, that gives. The next game, Philadelphia at Atlanta. Atlanta is favored by three and a half points. I have Atlanta winning and covering. I like Philly, but I like Atlanta more. What do you have here?
1: Both of these teams are terrible. I think Philly is less terrible. Philly wins and covers.
0: I like how I said I like both teams, and you immediately said they suck. That was a good job by you. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. The New York Jets at Carolina. Carolina are favored by five points. I have Carolina to win and cover. I am all in on Carolina this year. I think they're going to be really good, and the Jets are still a year away, so I have Carolina winning and covering.
1: Yeah, the same as you. I'm not all in on Carolina this year, but I have Carolina winning... And covering this as a revenge game against a bad team, Darnold needs to show the Jets that they made a mistake.
0: Yeah, Sam Darnold playing the Jets, I think, is the perfect week one game. Because if they lose, Carolina immediately regrets trading for him. And the Jets immediately feel better about that deal. So it's going to be a big one for him. And hopefully Darnold does not choke. Okay, the Chargers are at Washington. So... This game kind of scares me a little bit because it's a one o'clock Eastern game, which means it's 10 a.m. for uncharger time, which does worry me. But I just said Justin Herbert's my MVP, so I cannot not go against that week one. Chargers win and cover.
1: Good pick, Coop. It's the wrong pick, but uh, I have the Washington football team winning and covering this game. You know me. I don't care about the East Coast, West Coast uh, layover. Sorry. Uh, jet lag thing. I doesn't bother me. Um, go to sleep earlier.
0: That's not how that works. But let's try. It's a it's a thing. that's, that that's exactly things.
1: how it works. You go to sleep earlier. Oh. And you get the same amount of sleep that you would. Would go to sleep at a time when I don't think it's a thing. It's 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 a rationale used to justify why the teams are losing. But I don't think it's an actual thing. You, it's not. They're not arriving there Sunday morning.
0: It's that you're used to performing at lunchtime. And now you're performing at breakfast time. It throws off your whole day. It throws everything off. It's not right. It's immoral almost. That's what it is. (laughs) That's ridiculous. San Francisco are going to Detroit. San Fran on the road are favored by seven and a half points. I know I just said the whole West Coast traveling East thing matters. In this situation, it does not because San Fran are good and Detroit are god-awful. So San Fran wins and covers.
1: Love how you stay consistent and how your theory pans out all the time. Uh, I have Sam Fran beating uh, Detroit covering. This would be bad.
0: I am nothing if not consistent. Yeah, Detroit's terrible. They might be the worst team in football. It's gonna I still really think about Houston.
1: Houston's trying to be bad.
0: Is Terod Taylor better than Jared Goff right now? Because I kind of like Terod. I think he's pretty good.
1: I think Goff is better, but it's not, it's not a huge gap. But the difference is Houston's trying to be bad. So if Terod looks good, they're going to shut him down and play uh, play someone else.
0: That's true. Okay, Pittsburgh are going to Buffalo to play. Buffalo are favored by six and a half points. I am down on P- Pittsburgh this year, so I have Buffalo to win and cover. Josh Allen is going to dominate this game. Pittsburgh's defense might take a step back. Pittsburgh's offense is garbage. I think Buffalo wins pretty easily.
1: I have the Pittsburgh Steelers going into Buffalo winning and covering this game. Uh, Pittsburgh's front seven are the scariest in football. And it's going to be really hard to see Josh Allen throw on the Steelers. I, I, I really see how, want to see how they're going to do that. Pittsburgh allowed the third fewest rushing touchdowns last year and the third fewest passing touchdowns. Buffalo can't run the ball. So it's going to be with Josh Allen scrambling and trying to pass to Stephon Diggs and no one else. It's going to be, a tough day for him.
0: Buffalo's going to kill Pittsburgh and you were going to look foolish. Okay. Minnesota at Cincinnati, Minnesota are favored by three points. Who did you have here,
1: Webb? Yeah. So I wanted to be cute and give Cincinnati this win as a debut. I think Minnesota is going to do really well. Minnesota wins and covers.
0: I did go cute and I have Cincinnati winning and covering. I think this Cincinnati offense is too much for Minnesota. Minnesota's offensive line isn't that good yet. Think they're gonna have some issues. I just think uh Cincinnati's gonna put on a show this se- season. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's back. Okay. Joe Burrow is back, and he will not stand for the slander what was has been throwing on him for years.
1: So here's why I think Minnesota's good. And I don't disagree that Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow's good. But Kirk Cousins, I didn't even realize this had a career high year career year last year. 35 touchdowns. Minnesota as a team was fourth in the entire NFL in passing touchdowns, which shocked me. And they're also sixth in rushing touchdowns. So this team can obviously sling the football and run the football. Cincinnati, they don't even know who to pass to. They have three good receivers and they don't even know. But we'll see, Coop.
0: We shall. Okay, Jacksonville at Houston. Jacksonville on the road are favored by three points. Just Trevor Lawrence's first game. And Trevor Lawrence goes out and wins the game and covers the three. Jacksonville all day. Houston is trash.
1: Jacksonville wins and covers because Houston is actively trying to lose. So by default, you will beat this team.
0: I hate when teams try and lose. It really does suck. It ruins the game. I really don't like it. I agree. Okay. The last game at one o'clock is Arizona at Tennessee. Tennessee are favored by three points. I have Arizona to cover and Tennessee to win. I think this is a one point game. Tennessee wins like 24, 23, something like that.
1: Uh, I have Tennessee winning and covering this this game. Uh, I just think Tennessee was a, is a really good offense. Um, sort of all around. And I just think they can score on the ground. They can
0: score in the air. And
1: I don't think Arizona can do a damn thing about it.
0: Kyler Murray is amazing. Brian Tannehill is mediocre. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, that ends the Sunday at 1. Sunday at 4 o'clock games. First one, Miami at New England. New England are favored by two and a half points. I have New England winning and covering. I believe in them, and I do not believe in Miami this season. New England has a great defense, an elite offensive line, and a quarterback who will not throw the game away. So I think Miami is just doomed for this game.
1: I have New England winning and covering this game. Like you said, they have a great defense, fantastic secondary. Unfortunately, I don't know if they can pass the football. If they can run all over Miami, it'll be great. But they were one of the worst passing uh, teams last year, New England. And uh, if Miami stops the run, it could be an interesting game. But uh, I think Belichick can figure this out.
0: It's really about Tua. If Tua is good, they have a chance, but I'm not sure he's good right yet. So I like Tua coming out, but he has proven me wrong so far. Okay. Denver <laughs> at it's a saying. Denver at the New York Giants. Denver on the road are favored by two and a half points. What do you have here, Webb?
1: I have the New York football Giants winning and covering this game. Denver is in a, in a tizzy right now. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Bradley Chubb uh, had a warrant issued for his arrest. He hurt his ankle. The team's just in a tailspin. Give me the Giants.
0: I agree with you. I have the Giants winning and covering. Denver, I think, has a really good defense, but I just I don't know how they score an offense with Teddy Bridgewater. He's been so bad the last like two years. People thought he took care of the ball. He threw a lot of interceptions last year. I just I have my doubts. The Giants' defense is still really good, and their offense should be better if Danny Dimes is not complete garbage. So I have I have some faith in the Giants this year. They beat Denver. Okay. Green Bay at New Orleans. Green Bay are favored by four and a half points. This game is being played in Jacksonville, though, because of the storm that hurt New Orleans quite badly.
1: Yeah, so I have the Green Bay Packers winning this game, but the New Orleans Saints covering. Uh, I think the Saints have a really good defense that people forget. Although Drew Brees is gone, fantastic defense. Packers are a well-rounded team, can run the ball, pass the
0: ball, and can defend the pass very well. I have the Packers winning and covering. I just... I'm not sure what Jameis is going to be just yet. I've got to see him not throw 30 interceptions before I think he's capable of not throwing 30 interceptions. I want to root for him. I do. I want him to be good. I love Jameis Winston. This podcast knows that. I just need to see it first. I, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope New Orleans wins this game. I really do, but I have my doubts.
1: I have two reasons why you're wrong. Let's hear him. Alvin Kamara. He is going to score... This game's going to be close. It's going to be a very fun game.
0: That was one reason. It was a joke. Okay. Math isn't a joke to me, Webb, but that's fine. It's very serious business. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The last Sunday at four game is Cleveland at Kansas City. I think this is the best game of the weekend. Kansas City is favored by six points. What do you have here, Webb?
1: No surprise. I have the Browns. Winning and covering this game. I think they've had this game circled since last year's playoffs. They're pissed off. I think they want there to be a change in the tide. Uh, Cleveland cannot pass the ball, but they can run the hell out of the football. And the Chiefs can score at will, um, throw the ball at will. Let's see what happens. Got the Chiefs. Oh, the Browns,
0: sorry. Even you don't believe in your pick. That's how terrible you are at this. I have Cleveland to cover the spread and Kansas City to win. I think because they'll run the ball so effectively, they'll keep it close, but Kansas City will win in the end. I just think Mahomes is the best quarterback in football, and with a good offensive line, you're not getting to him. He'll have all the time in the world to destroy you downfield. Tyree Kill is still the most dangerous weapon in the NFL, and Cleveland's corners are not that good. They spent a lot of early picks on them, but Tyree Hill is going to embarrass him this weekend, I think. So Cleveland covers, keeps it close, but Kansas City wins. Hey, the Sunday at eight game, Chicago at your Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by seven and a half points. Justin Fields is not starting yet. It's still Andy Dalton, the red rifle. What do you have here?
1: Rams to win and cover. Chicago doesn't scare me. The Rams were the number one defense last year. I think that will scale back, but their offense will get better. Chicago sucks. uh, And they're playing Andy Dalton. If they played Justin Fields, maybe I think maybe the Rams would Um, not cover, but still it would be Justin Fields' first game.
0: Rams. I agree. Rams win and cover. They're just way better. It's not close. The Chicago defense is pretty good, but the Rams defense is better and the offense is a million times better. So I believe in them. So on Monday night this year, there's usually two games that first Monday night, which I think is amazing. They have one at seven and one at 10 on the West coast. For some reason, they aren't doing that this year. They just have the one game on Monday at 8 o'clock, and it's Baltimore at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Baltimore is completely destroyed with injuries. I think they just signed Devontae Freeman, by the way. So that is another running back. They have brought it. What is your prediction for this game?
1: I'm a lot higher on Vegas than you are. I have Vegas to win and cover this game.
0: I have Vegas to cover the 4.5, but Baltimore to win. I think Baltimore's defense... I did this before the Marcus Peters injury, actually. You know what? No. Vegas wins this game. Marcus Peters out. Yeah, Vegas wins. Vegas wins hand covers. I think Baltimore is a shell of what it used to be. If they don't have the great pass defense, they don't have much. They lost their right tackle and left tackle to Kansas City. They gave them away. for It was so stupid. I'm not sure if Ronnie Stanley will be fully healthy yet. Their defense is a shell. They lost Matt Judon. I am all the way out on Baltimore. So Vegas wins and cover. I agree with you, Webb. Good call.
1: Yes, sir. I I think Vegas was a competitive team last year that people didn't realize, including myself. They were 8-8. Eight and eight. They're one of the best passing offenses last year. And um, I think it helps that it's, that it's a home game. I think Vegas is going to be okay this year. Not playoff ready, but competitive.
0: So Webb, last year, uh, during these picks, I destroyed you. It wasn't even close. Embarrassment. Do you think you have improved yourself and will you do better this season? Do you believe in yourself to improve this year?
1: I'm not answering that question because you did not destroy me. So I do not want to imply that I need to improve. Uh Yeah, I think I'll be solid this year again.
0: Um, Don't lie. Don't lie to the listeners. Don't do you're, that.
1: You're trying to be cute Um, and it's going to blow up in your face. You're trying to be cute. Ooh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. They're going to go 12-5. and Justin Herbert's going to be the MVP in his second year. Ooh. Um, I love it. Uh, Carolina making the playoffs. Laughable. Can't wait. Um, (laughs) Can't wait, man. Can't wait.
0: It's way more hurtful that you said laughable instead of just laughing at me. (laughs) (laughs) Laughable.
1: (laughs) I will. Man, I will put my whole rep on this. I can't wait to see Carolina. I, you know, now that Baltimore, I think, is going to miss the playoffs. There's a spot open in the AFC Wild Card um, race. So, hey, the Chargers. Who knows? We both are down on Teddy B. We both had Denver at ten and seven. Do you still feel good about that ten and seven, Coop? In Denver, yeah, yeah
0: I I feel okay. I think their defense is still going to be really good. Okay, it's it's a tough ten and seven though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have them make in the playoffs, but it's a tough 10 and seven. Teddy B has to just not blow this up, which I think he may be capable of doing, but we'll see.
1: I, I was looking at some stats and Denver was one of the worst passing uh, offenses last year. And that was a drew lock and they decided to get Teddy Bridgewater, which is very interesting.
0: They could have had Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And they're like, you know what? Teddy B's the answer. They may have some regrets about that. I'm not gonna lie to you.
1: Yeah. We'll see what happens, man. Like Bradley Chubb already hurt. This team has injury the injury bug for the last couple of years. So I feel a little
0: I feel a little anxiety with my pick. You should. Your picks are terrible. Okay, so the game is tonight. I cannot wait. Football is back. I can't wait for Sunday. That's all I'll be doing all day Sunday. Web, I'm I'm so happy football's back. It's been a long seven months and it's beautiful. It feels like Christmas almost right now. I'm so happy. You ready?
1: I'm ready, man. Like I think this was a great Thursday night matchup. The Dallas Cowboy uh fans, the ratings of viewers plus the Super Bowl champs of last year. It's going it's it's a ratings bonanza. It's a great great idea that the uh that the uh the league had to make this the first game. Um I wish there was a better Monday night game, but the Sunday night game is fantastic with Uh, with a storied franchise like the Bears playing the Rams.
0: Um, I think it's great. I agree. I can't wait. It's going to be a great time. And again, I have the Rams winning the Super Bowl this year over the Kansas City Chiefs. What would your Super Bowl pick up against really quickly?
1: Rams and Browns. So LA and Cleveland, I have the LA Rams winning the Super Bowl. I've been saying it for months. They're going to win in Los Angeles 2022. Let's do it. Matt Stafford, I did not like you before. Love you now. Believe in you now. Let's do it, buddy.
0: Webb is the biggest hypocrite in this show's history. It's been long said. And I just want the listeners to know, I only choose, chose the Rams to put the reverse jinx on the Rams to ruin Webb's season. He said Carson Wentz would be good. I owed him one. And this is the reverse jinx. The Rams are likely to go 2-15. and 15. So there you go. No. No? All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> please go follow <laughs> us. On, please go follow us on Twitter at Rookie feedums. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Please ignore your family this weekend and only watch football. Nothing bad will happen. Your family will get used to it. It's week one. You have to get all in. Webb, are you ready to break your family's heart this week, this season in general and be a terrible, terrible family member? Are you ready for that?
1: uh no i'm gonna i'm gonna still try to be a good family member coop is saying this because his family cut him off a long time ago so he he has no one to speak to on sundays uh except me and i don't even answer his calls so
0: way too mean wow that hurt, that hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> everybody thank you for listening have a great night
1: be out